Each week, we get the inside scoop from industry leaders in marketing, social media, and influencers. Follow along on their journey. This is the Follow Me Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Follow Me Podcast. We're super excited you're here and listening to us and our voices. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Allie. I'm here with Cole. Get into your Follow Me of the Week, Cole. Lay it on me. I got it. I'm going to lay it on you, girl. (laughs) I'm so excited about my Follow of the Week, Allie. You are going to wish it was yours. All right, let's hear it. All right. Okay. So Saturday night, I was just scrolling through the gram. <laughs> You're not going to choose mine, are you? <laughs> why would it be your, why would you already because know? Because we just talked because about <laughs> this. Okay. So I just said to My to follow of the week is I average s- fashion blogger. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, she's dirty. That was dirty. Basically on Saturday night, I sent you an account a pure gold account that I found called Average Fashion Blogger. She really is my good. follow of the week, Cole Mosher, my follow of the week, Average Fashion Blogger. Okay, why? Uh, she's hilarious. She is a fashion blogger, quote unquote, and she rocks her Walmart, her Hanes sweatpants, and she's funny. It's as kind of like making fun of it all, but like also playfully. She's, she's not yeah. like mean, it's just hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, why is she yours? <laughs> Same reason. I think she's hilarious. So, and I feel like she's going to blow up. Like, yeah. it's just like, it's funny. It's different. It's like a silly take on like all this stuff. Yeah. Um, we'll post her on our stories. Yeah. So I guess this one is like a, a dual partnership this week. Cole and Allie's follow me. Yeah, totally. In collaboration. Because Allie has no ideas of her own. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. All right. Let's get into our guest. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> do you want to? <laughs> All right. So enjoy our guest. Hope you guys learn a lot from her. And we're super excited she came on because she is awesome and she's doing a lot and tons to learn from her. Totally. Let's go. Take it away, Sarah. Today's guest is an artist whose work you've no doubt seen on Instagram. Her 2014 photo series, Sex and Takeout, put her on the map and led her to collaborations with Gucci, Vogue, Capitol Records, Topshop, and more. Her cinematic style photo series offer a raw, explicit look at millennial women. Welcome, Sarah Baba. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> We're so excited to have you here today. Happy to be here. Admittedly, Allie and I are just like so curious about everything you do. You're fascinating. So we did like a deep dive and looked at all your work and it's just amazing. So we're very happy to have you here. (laughs) Um, I'm first question. I'm so curious. How did you get into photography originally? How did you get into the art world? All that? Well, I actually studied fine art in high school, college, and um, I guess I was painting first and doing like pastel portraits and whatnot. And then my sister got a DSLR camera and she's like, Sarah, like go and play with it. And I was like, okay. So I was using the camera to kind of take photos of the models that I was going to paint. And then eventually I realized that photography was way more fun and way more convenient. Yeah. And I'm a really impatient person. So, um, yeah, I just, I decided that I liked photography more and I decided to pursue it. Amazing. Did you study that in college? No, actually I didn't. I studied advertising. Oh, wow. So my background's in creative advertising. That's so interesting. Yeah. And then you started in fashion photography, but then you began to shoot at music festivals, right? Yeah. What was that evolution? How did you get into that? Um, So I played piano for nine years when I was a kid. 
and I was not good at it. It was something that I really had to practice. Huh. It didn't come effortlessly. Like you see people that jump on and they've never played it before and they have a tendency to master it. And I've witnessed that. And I guess because music didn't come naturally to me, I still wanted to be able to connect on some level. Mm. And so I decided to start going to music festivals and shooting musicians as a way of being able to express how they make me feel. And from there, I kind of, I did that for five years. And then who were some of the people that you took photos of or worked with? Um, I've worked with so many Australian musicians. Um, and then like at festivals, like I've shot just like in the photo pit, like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Kendrick Lamar, like cool. Tame Impala, all those guys. <laughs> Would you just show up at festivals in the beginning or did you get hired out right away? Like it was like, I was like- a real hustler as like a teenager. I would like email nonstop and be like, let me shoot your festival. <laughs> and um, I would show them like my fashion work and like, look, like, you know, I'm really passionate about this. Give me a shot. I'll do it for free. And and then I started sneaking into like backstage and like mingling <laughs> with musicians. And I don't know, I kind of, I realized how much I loved it and it went on from there. So that's amazing. Yeah. Very cool. So started in Australia. Did you go to like Coachella and stuff in the States? Yeah, I did. I did coach. I've done Coachella like five times now. Um, I did Bonnaroo with a band and mm. Firefly Festival and that was really fun. They're all in the States as well. So oh, yeah. Very cool. I have a question. I feel like you've gained this crazy following you have a huge audience did you think you would be at this point by this young age like did you ever envision this where you're at right now uh it's hard to say I mean I've always had this feeling like I really let my intuition lead my path like I when I have an instinct to do something I have to do it and like I can't sleep until it's done and that my intuition has always told me do this because it's going to benefit you in this way and even with sex and takeout like I had this feeling for like a month where I was like okay this is this hasn't been done I have to do this and like I got all these like friends and local like talent just around like my area and I was like hey like are you free this weekend let's shoot and then within two weeks I shot the entire series and I made everyone sign a release form. Even though I didn't know it was going to go viral, I knew it was going to go viral. And I was like, guys, it's going to be on Nylon. It's going to be on this. It's going to be on this. I have a feeling. Just like make sure you're okay with it. And here's the release form. And it didn't take off immediately, but then eventually, like in, so, crazy. so I released it in October and then it wasn't until January I woke up one day and I was like, oh, I have 50,000 new followers. What is going on? Wow. And then I like went on Facebook and everyone's tagging me in all these articles. And I was just like, okay, cool. So this is, the, this is what my intuition was telling me. For the followers that don't know, can you explain what Sex and Takeout is? Yeah, so Sex and Takeout was my way of capturing indulgent moments, um, either with yourself or with your lover or a one night stand. The idea came from my own experiences with an ex and we were actually in LA on holiday um, and we'd been in Palm Springs and then we kind of came back and we ordered like $30 worth of takeout, which doesn't sound like a lot of money, but we got so much Chinese food out of it, like so much. <laughs> and we both, we just had, uh, I shouldn't, um, nah, I'm not going to say what we were doing, but it's kind of obvious, but we were both naked <laughs> watching the Flintstones eating this Chinese food. And I just took a photo of like our legs and the food and the laptop. And I was like, oh my God what? This is great. And then like, um, 
I didn't think anything of it for a while. And then I was just going through my photos and I was just like, actually, that was a really special moment. And I know so many people were doing it while they're watching Netflix and whatnot. So like, I need to be able to capture this. And ultimately my goal was to encourage indulgence. And I guess my, my ultimate goal was to encourage women, especially to feel comfortable in indulgence and in their bodies and having these moments where you can eat whatever the fuck you want with no boundaries and just feeling safe to do so and giving yourself permission without all the bullshit that society tells us. And yeah, that was, that was my way of doing that. So yeah. Does that answer the question? I feel like I talked. Yeah, no, it does. So you obviously did this shoot with your then boyfriend and then you decided to do like a real shoot with models and that took you like the two weeks and you set all that up and then you got that done and then you posted it to Instagram. And, and that's all, kind of, like that's all self-funded. You, yeah, you everything self-funded. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it was, I won't, I'm not going to give credit to my, my ex at all because I don't think. <laughs> What's well, not? Maybe well, not. the photo was amused to the series, but he had nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, okay. That was your first photo series where you were like, I'm going to try this on and putting it out there on Instagram. Is that the first time you, yeah. Did something like that? Actually, the first time was with The Wild Ones. Okay. Um, that was the first like art series I officially did. And my goal for that was to keep going to music festivals, but instead of shooting 100 photos, go on like this camping festival weekend for three days and get one or two great shots out of it. So mm-hmm. it no longer became about quantity and it became about quality. And that was the shift between being a photographer and an artist and um after that I was like wow I, I like to challenge like my weekends like this so I just kept going and I eventually created this body of work and when you look at the photos they just feel they feel like you're there and that's what I wanted I wanted I wanted to bring people into this experience just through one or two photos what is a photo series like what does that mean exactly um I would say it's a collection of work based on a concept so yeah very cool. Okay. <laughs> I love it. So all of your photographs, your art is very relatable, but there are these intimate scenes, right? So can you tell me a little bit about your inspiration? Like what's that process like when you're deciding to put something out into the world? Like what what sparks the thought? What sparks the idea? So all of the, like especially with the subtitle series, it, it comes from my own experiences and my own reality. So the way they come about usually is I'm in some kind of relationship or situation where I'm uncomfortable and I'm insecure and I'm letting my mind run. And it's usually when I'm like angry um, or overzealous, like super like in my head and my ego that all these lines come out and I just start writing them on my phone, like notes after, note after note after note after note. And eventually over a period of three to six months, I have a huge, huge body of lines to go through. And I realize there's like a consistency in theme, whether it's about um, not feeling safe or feeling insecure about a relationship or whatnot. And it's usually when I'm trying to like heal from an experience that I'm like, okay, I have the momentum right now to, and the motivation to create a series. And so I'll call 
whoever I know is nearby and it usually happens within 24 hours that I decide to shoot it. Wow. Um, the last one, I could not protect her. Um, I'd been traveling for like five months. I didn't have a home because I was working kind of in every city and um, it was like the day before my show in New York opened and I had to fly to Miami to host this woman's dinner and I'm like, it was chaotic, but I was like, I have to do it while I'm here and I leave on Sunday. So like, I'm going to do it. And so I called Tiara, who I really wanted to work with on another campaign. And I was like, are you free? And she was like, yes. And then I like hit up IMG and I'm like, I need a model, a male model. <laughs> and then they were like, okay. And then I, a stylist had come to my show and so did coach. And I was just like, guys, I really need wardrobe for tomorrow. Can you help me? <laughs> so it was just like this really chaotic, um, thing but I turned it around I locked four locations my producer was like she was with me for my show so she ended up producing the um wow the shoot with me and we got it done within a day and the shoot only took four hours but like no it was way. like in between everything and even the video so there was that poem mm -hmm. I had a cinematographer who shot my show the day before he came and filmed and I think the biggest thing with this is that if it's meant to be, the universe will make it work. And because I know, like, I am so in tune with my body and my surrounding that, like, I know when I have to do it. And if I sleep on it, I've missed, I've missed it. And I've never slept on it. So I don't know what that feels like to neglect an idea that that feels so strong. Yeah. Because it doesn't just come through, like, my brain. It comes through me. Like, I feel it on such a high level. And I'm like, cool we're doing this and I trust, I trust that it's going to be taken care of. That's amazing. Yeah. So is your process pretty chaotic or do you feel like in the, once it gets going, you're just. It's, um, it's, I would say chaotic in a sense that I'm excited. Um, I'm not, I, I am really trusting though. So any like fear or doubt that comes with it, I don't really listen to it. I just like, I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's do it. I think it's really interesting how, You've taken your art and you've used Instagram as an outlet to get this medium out there. And it's, it's tell it's, it's like, you can, you want to tune in, right? Because you're telling this story over the course of all these beautiful images with the subtitles, all of this. So how did you even think of that idea? Like, how did you come to, how did that, yeah, that is amazing. Uh, so uh, it was, I think in 2000, end of 2014, after Sex and Takeout. Oh, no, it was 2015, but it doesn't matter what year. Um, I, I essentially, the only things that was catching my eye on Instagram was the screenshots from films. And I was just like, I love that. I really, really love this. Um, I love that it, feel, it is from a film and, it, you know, it, it creates an idea of an emotion. And I wanted to be able to challenge the Instagram platform in a way that I hadn't seen and instead of creating film, I was like, wouldn't it be amazing to create a photo shoot that looks like film, but it wasn't. And each piece was a standalone with an idea, but when you bring the body of work together, it was a story in itself. And I know it hadn't been done, so I was like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> and again, I didn't sleep. I got it done within a few days. Um, and then, you know, I sat, my editing process takes way longer. Like, so the shoot is really quick, but when it comes to like, deciding which image and what words go together. Like I, I do it so old school. I print out all the stills and then I 
write down all my words on like these little pieces of paper and then I move everything around until it makes sense Amazing. and like get rid of what doesn't work and then eventually I have a table like this and all the all the stills are like laid out with the words underneath and I'm like cool we're good to go now and then I like edit it and but yeah ideally I wanted to challenge the Instagram platform in a way that wasn't being done and storytelling is so important in my art and I have so many things I want to express so it made sense for me to do it this way. What was the response from your community to that? Even just to the whole art world? Like, what was the response to that? It was, I mean, everyone was like, I, I got a lot of praise. It was, you know, it was a really important time for me because like all these, because I was a little in this, in this case, because it was new, I was a little bit apprehensive. So I even set up a fake account and I got all my friends to follow. And I'm like, guys, I'm about to like drop this idea. What do you think? And I released it, how it would be. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, dude, you have to do this. And like some people were critical, but I was like, no, no, I'm doing it. And and then my friend um, from Straight Outlive, he was like, Sarah, why are you asking your friends what you think, like what they think? Just get it done. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I just released it and it got picked up by a few um, publications. But the biggest one for me was for Arabella before I could not protect her. And like Forbes did a whole thing about that. And that was really cool. So. That's incredible. I was just going to ask, like, other than Instagram, how are people finding out about your photo series? Is it, like, the press, like Vogue and Forbes? Um, I, definitely the press. Um, and I also have been showing in galleries for the past, what are we, 2018? Since 2014. Um, but I left all my galleries in December, and I started representing myself and doing these solo exhibitions everywhere. So, yeah, there's been so much traffic. Like, yeah, that's how. Very cool. What about like regrams or like celebrity reposting? Does any of that happen for you? Every day. <laughs> How many people repost your content daily? Uh, um, with proper credits? With proper credits, I would say on average, it used to be about 100. Now with credits, it's only about 20. Without credits, I would say it's like 500. I don't know. It That's varies. Crazy. But like to have that for such a long time, mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, it's been really great. Mm-hmm. Your IG bio says you've probably seen my work on someone else's account. How do you feel about people copying your art or sharing without credit? Um, <laughs> I used to feel strongly about about it. Um, and I feel strongly when brands and celebrities go and do something very similar because so many people and brands do consult me about it that when they don't, it's just like, I mean, we could have done, like, we could have done this together. Collaboration. Sense, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the moment, I'm flattered. I'm flattered that people. That's a good perspective. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good perspective. And they want, they want to do it and it's great. Um, my only thing is I wish more people, more brands, I should say, consulted with me for it. Cause I know like there, there have been brands that have done it. Uh, and celebrities and they've actually been on my list of people I want to work with so when I see them like guys like I actually had an idea for this like Mm -hmm. we could have totally done something yeah yeah I kind of want to go back to how you you use your art to cope and understand like I know this is something you've been talking about more lately but how you use your art to cope and understand trauma everyone has stuff that has happened in the course of their life right so this is something that makes your art so relatable and intimate how is it something that's helped you in the process of overcoming trauma and maybe even like how can someone use art or approach art in a way of understanding their own trauma? Okay. Um, I don't know how to answer the last question, but um, what I can say is when 
I've grown up to be really apathetic as a person and while I have so many beautiful deep connections I really do struggle to feel my emotions when I'm supposed to feel them um and that comes from trauma and I am I have anxiety disorder for instance and when you have anxiety you only feel that you don't get to feel everything else like the sadness that comes with it or the excitement that when something is happening all I feel is anxious all the time and so when I am feeling and it comes in waves so it's just like you know I'll be like numb 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 with anxiety and then suddenly I have a huge wave of emotion and like oh my god what is happening <laughs> and when I'm in those moments I'm like fuck I keep writing and writing and writing and it's really great and anyone who can make me feel my emotions or anything that triggers me I actually as painful as, as it is it's also like exciting that I can feel and so when I'm writing I'm creating my series and when I'm creating I'm healing and that's my process how can other people channel that into creating art or would you just suggest with just tapping into the feelings or yeah I think so the thing I try and encourage most in my work is transparency with self and with your connections and your relationships so if you're being true to yourself then you're allowing yourself to feel what you're supposed to and if you're you're avoiding and escaping and then you're you're slowing down your productivity to grow so i guess i would encourage people to actually sit with themselves and be like why am i feeling this way why why am i triggered why why does this hurt and even if your answers are like i don't know i'm numb i don't feel anything that's still feeling something and like writing it down helps because you're letting it out you're releasing so yeah i would definitely encourage transparency in words in emotions in indulgence and being comfortable and safe to indulge that's that's a really important one um because in doing so you're accepting yourself and you're giving yourself permission to be and to be in the moment and to be in your feelings and all of those things that we're constantly told to avoid every time we pick up our phone that's a distraction every time we binge watch netflix it's escapism we're constantly trying to escape and so that's where we get blocked and we're slowing down our process to find our truth essentially does that answer it mm-hmm. that was really good yeah. really good helpful would you say social media has changed your career it has given me freedom to create full time which i'm very happy about obviously you have this huge following i think you have almost 600,000 followers on instagram if not more which is crazy and really awesome engagement Um so tell us about like your following like who are these people that are following you are they female are they male like age range just like curious who this community is that you have Yeah um so I according to my Instagram insights <laughs> I have 70% women following me 30% male uh and the age bracket is between 17 and 30 is like the strongest the most dominant I think my community on Instagram is everyone like from everywhere it's really hard to um put an actual like demographic onto it because the people do come from everywhere uh i think the thing that resonates most with my following is that there is a deep level of appreciation for realness and truth and transparency uh and i think based on the responses i get people connect with my work because it is real and a lot of instagram isn't and I think that's where I, actually it's funny I write a poem on the way 
no way. Yeah. It's a really, it is to answer that question though. Um, why do you think art resonates so well on a platform like Instagram? But uh-huh. Oh, can you read it? <laughs> I didn't finish it. It's really funny. <laughs> my art is true to how I'm feeling. It's my process to healing. The digital world is full of fake realities and phony personalities. My work resonates because it's real and it helps other people deal with their shit <laughs> because they don't know how to reach their own truths, losing their youth to likes and clicks, living and breathing for their Instagram fix. We're all seeking ideals that are a lie. We all need to stop and try to find love within our own eye, but we'll never reach that place as long as the media tells us to our face that perfection lives in face tune, that our being isn't based on the moon, but what we consume. <laughs> and that's all I got up to. Whoa. So oh, anyway, that's amazing. I feel like I should have just wrapped that. Yeah. <laughs> Can you? No, that was really powerful though. Can you like like expand on that a little bit more? Because that's really hitting on something obviously people resonate with the realness that follow you and you're not doing probably crazy retouching to your phone. Do you retouch? Do you no, know? I only edit color. Like I, I get mad at the models. If they're like, Oh, can you make me look thinner? I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I really, I like to keep it as, um, as true to how it was shot as possible. And obviously I do respect the talent. If they're like, Oh, do you mind like removing that? It makes me feel uncomfortable. I'd be like, because I want you to be comfortable. So if this is going to make you comfortable, I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. But I, I, my ultimate goal is to keep it as real and to capture them in a way that they see themselves and they're like, oh my God, wow, I feel good. Mm-hmm. And that's usually how it goes. So it's incredible. Do most of your, your fans of your, of your art, do they know that the, this is your inner dialogue? Yeah. They do. Yeah. That's amazing. I speak to it a lot. Whether it's like while I'm releasing the series or in all the press that I do, I'm constantly talking about where it comes from, why it's important to be real. And that's amazing. It's got to be hard to be so exposed, especially now that you have such a huge following um, on Instagram, but even wider, right? Like people are reading about you and learning about you in all different platforms. So, what is that like now? Like, do you feel a lot of pressure to? To be a certain way, how do you how do you manage that? I I use Instagram solely to release my work. Um, I appreciate the response, and obviously, it gives me more momentum to keep creating. But I don't I don't do it for anyone else. I, I'm only doing the series for me. I only ever feel inspired when I'm in my feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, I guess I I'm completely disconnected from social media in that sense. Um, I'm only on it to share and then I'm completely removed. Really? You're yeah. not, you're not looking at it in the interim. I mean, I, I interact, I engage, I, you know, I keep up to date with my friends and, but in terms of it affecting me and what I do, I, I have a completely separate thing away from it. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you follow like people on Instagram and who inspires you? People who inspire me are people who push boundaries. Um, and are constantly, you can see that they're challenging themselves to be as true to themselves as possible. I think that that is, I speak about it a lot, but it's so, like, it's so relevant to me. So I love, for instance, Issa Rae from Insecure. I am so inspired by the way she writes and how she portrays her characters and how real they are. And even when she's like looking in the mirror and she breaks into rap, like, yeah. just things like, I just think she's, she's an incredible woman and she is, defining what it means to be transparent with yourself. And I really do look up to that. Um, I also really appreciate 
Gucci and the way that they're pushing boundaries in the fashion world and how they're constantly trying to do bigger and better things. And I just, I have a lot of respect for the way they're working right now. I mean, yeah, I guess. I think those, those are, are good. good. Yeah. Really yeah. good. Really good. What do you hope that people take away from your art? I hope people see the work and feel a sense of empowerment to go into their relationships and to look into the mirror and say the things that they want to say and say the things that they wish they could say um, and actually just be in tune with themselves and to be able to be like, okay, this is how I'm feeling and this is why you need to know about it. And because for such a long time and still to this day, we as women especially, we've been silenced to not speak how we feel. And in certain countries, I just went to Italy and I, <laughs> there was a few instances where like, I didn't feel like I had permission to talk as a woman sitting on a table full of men. And I essentially still felt like a prop and I'm like, hang on, how can I speak up right now to make sure I don't feel this way? And I actually had to summon two of my friends on my group meeting. I'm like, there's a man, he keeps touching me. Like, what do I say to him? Because he's an older guy. I don't want him. I have this like conditioning to not want to embarrass him. Say no, like why? Like he's making me feel uncomfortable. And just because he's this person from this part, like this place, like I should still feel safe to tell him not to touch me. Like, so I think I really, essentially, I really want women, especially to feel inspired to be assertive and to be able to communicate their emotions and their discomforts without having to fear that they're going to embarrass the person that's making them feel unsafe. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. Cool. Sorry. It took me a while no, to like good. get this no, more. That's really good. We ask this every episode. We would love to know what your viral moment was. And this doesn't have to be on social media, but it was kind of that like it moment where you're like, wow, I'm doing something cool here. I have a good one. <laughs> so again, I was in Italy. Uh, I was at the Vogue Italia party during fashion week. I think it was last year. And I was at the bar. Um, I was ordering a drink and I looked to my left and this girl has my Instagram account open. No. <laughs> no. And she's That's showing amazing. this guy that, and they're going through all my photos and liking it. And I'm like on my thing getting all their likes. That's amazing. And I'm like, damn, this is so cool. Like I'm in the most random place right now and there's a girl with my Instagram open. Um at a party at like midnight. It was just yeah, one of those yeah. like weird moments. But um Someone taught me about this test as well. It's called the barbecue test. And this is something that it's happened more than once now. So I'm like, cool. I feel like I'm ticking boxes. But the idea is you're at a party, you're at a dinner um, or at a barbecue. And people might not be aware of like who you are in the flesh, but they know your work and they start talking about it. Like, oh, did you see this thing on this person? And and I'm like sitting right there and I'm like, oh my God, that's me. This is so cool. <laughs> and then like a mutual friend will be like, oh, she's sitting right here. And they're like, oh my God. That's like amazing. things like that. So like passing the barbecue test, I think is really cool. So that's, that's like a viral sensation. Like you're like, oh cool. I'm actually doing things. And the most random people in the most random places are seeing it. And, you know, I do get stopped on the street now every now and then. I think the more I put my face up, um, the more people are recognizing me, which is really cool. 
but it also yeah. freaks me out a bit, but I'm like, yeah. whatever. Let's I was going to ask it. that because like a lot of people with like, you know, near a million followers on Instagram, it's like about them and what they look like and like their yeah. face, but none of yours is about that. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah. I am. Um, it's funny. Yesterday I got an email to be in um, a campaign for, I can't really talk too much about it, mm-hmm. but they want me to actually be. And I'm like, do they know what I look like? <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> I called my producer. I'm like, hey, do you think this is... She's like, wait, let me see what comes up when you Google Sarah Barber's face. There's <laughs> just like a whole bunch of photos. I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm not too hidden. That's <laughs> really funny. But yeah. That's amazing. That's cool. Um, so on the flip side, what would be a moment that you would maybe unfollow yourself? Maybe something you're not super proud of? I've actually thought about this before. Um, so when I lived in Australia, I was kind of in a bubble and we, you know, we're so aware of what's happening, but we don't in the rest of the world, but we don't really understand it. And it wasn't until I actually moved into America and moved to the US and I integrated myself in so many different communities that I actually under understood the effects of, you know, so many social politics. And I guess when I was a tourist and before I actually you know, reach that point of integration, I was still a little bit ignorant and naive. And there was a situation where I was in Vegas and I was invited into this community and I documented it. Um, I didn't bother to ask if it was okay if I posted and I posted a really great photo. Actually, it's still very, I still think it's a really good photo, but I didn't get permission. And um, I explained the night in like a very, I would say in a very uh, ignorant way. And then I went to bed and I woke up and I had all these messages like, Sarah, remove the post. Like, you know, we we like we, we were feeling really safe with you, da, 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 da. And I'm just like, oh my God. And I didn't realize like how much that would have affected them. And so I quickly just like removed it. And then I like sent the biggest apology. And yeah, it was just like one of those learning things. I was just like, holy shit, I fucked up. Mm-hmm. And I would have 100% unfollowed myself if I had posted that today. But it just shows like once you get out of your fucking bubble and your ignorance, like there is such a, there's a bigger world out there. And unless you're like immersing yourself in different communities, you're never going to understand the empathy. Wow. Good advice. Yeah, really mm-hmm. good. Okay. So we asked our followers to submit a couple questions um, that they have for you. The first one is, what advice do you have for aspiring young artists or photographers? Okay. Uh, my advice is to get it done. Um, if you feel you're on a good idea, don't let fear and doubt take over. Just just do it. Don't listen to that talking box in your head and just understand that your momentum is real and you've got to get it done. Um, and the other advice I would give you is to put yourself out there. Um, and again, don't, don't fear what people will think because if you're being true to you, the universe will reward you. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Second question would be, what has been your favorite scene to shoot? My favorite scene that I shot was when I did the poem for I Could Not Protect Her. Uh, we were in this small room in uh, Bushwick in New York. And the this is really funny, actually. So the poem, the nature of it is very intense and deep. And, you know, we we had the, you know, everyone like kind of set up on the bed and 
Tiara sitting at the front and she's got a piece of paper and she's reading it to the camera. And then Caesar, the cinematographer, was like, I'm picking up sound from the back. And we're like, what do you mean? And he's like, I think it's Nickelback. No. <laughs> and like, we all kind of go silent and all we hear is, look at this. <laughs> oh my God. And the neighbors are blasting Nickelback. And we're just like, this is supposed to be really intense. And we're all just like, every time like we think we get a yeah. moment of silence, we start and then suddenly like Justin Bieber comes on and like, we're like, damn, like how are we going to get through this? And so, um, we finally, like, we got someone to run over and find where the noise was. And we're like, hey, do you guys mind turning it off for, like, 15 minutes? That's all we need. And they're like, yeah, yeah, sure. And then they come back and then they start blasting it again. Oh. And it was just, like, one of those things that we're like, post-production? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and amazing. so, yeah, we were able to um, – I actually ended up just muting it because it was – Really? It wasn't – It wasn't even that the music was, like – I think I just wanted people to be able to read it in their head as opposed to hearing it from someone else's voice. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really funny. Yeah. (laughs) Last question. Who is your dream celebrity collaboration? I'm actually thinking about this a lot right now because I've been asked to do a a spread in a U.S. magazine. Um, I have so much admiration for Rami Malik. He's Mr. Robot and he's Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody. I, for some reason, I just feel like a really strong connection to his characters. And I don't know if he plays, I don't know him personally, so I don't know if he's actually like any of the characters he portrays. But um, I've written him into a TV pilot I'm writing and I've written him into a music video concept. So I really hope I can collaborate with him soon. Amazing. Just yeah. putting that out there. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. What's next for you? I am making paella for my friends tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, beyond tonight. <laughs> um, so for the rest of the year, I have booked a bunch of panels and talks. Um, it's something I've kind of been resistant to do in the past, but I figure if I'm trying to like, they say do something that scares you every day. So I've just started saying yes, and so I'm doing a whole bunch of them for the rest of the year. Um, And then I'm doing a bunch of commercials, and I really want to finish my TV pilot that I've been working on. So, yeah, hopefully I can find the time to do that. I tried to write it over the summer, but I ended up working the whole time. But, yeah. And then we have Art Basel and the shows that come with that. And I'm really trying to, like, enter this year bigger than ever so we'll see what happens well it sounds like you're on that path already (laughs) so where can people follow you they can follow me on instagram (laughs) that's the only platform i really push okay and what's your handle sarah baba as in baba black sheep with a h (laughs) (laughs) it's actually pronounced bahba but if i told you that you wouldn't know how to spell it so yeah yeah okay cool well, thanks for coming yeah, on today. So that was fun. a great story. Was amazing. Yeah. Thanks for having me. <laughs> thank you. Bye. 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 Thank you, Sarah, for coming on our podcast. For any of you guys out there who are aspiring artists, I hope you found this super interesting. 
I'm not an aspiring artist, but I found it interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cole's an artist of some sort. So, <laughs> an artiste. Um, all right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate it, truly. And we hope this is becoming a platform where we're able to share really cool stories of inspiring bosses and entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also taking suggestions. Like, if there's things we need to change, we do know our sound is a little... Yeah, it's a little bit of an issue. So is my nasal voice. <laughs> yeah. I apologize. Simple, but um, <laughs> we're getting there. Obviously, this is new to us, but it's uh-huh. all really exciting. And if we've at least kind of inspired one of you to do something different and say yes to that new exciting campaign or company you've been thinking about, then we've done our job. So, yeah. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate you. And we can't wait for next week. Woo. That got sentimental. I know. I loved it. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.